we can guide you through this journey. We can be with you there. We can hold your hand. We can be your cheerleader, you know, really push you beyond your boundaries um, so that you can do what you never knew um, you could, you know. You'll be capable of, of going, surpassing, going beyond your boundaries. Let's face it, childbirth is not exactly a walk in the park. The process of giving birth can be quite traumatizing for many women, especially first-time expecting moms. I think I was quite traumatized just by the idea of childbirth as well. Um, women have traditionally been supported by a companion or doula during childbirth, and there is good evidence to suggest that this benefits both the woman and the baby, as recommended by the World Health Organization as well. Today, we are speaking to Joanna Maria Wagner. She's the president of the organization called Doulas of Singapore and the founder and owner of Bumpwise, a community based here in Singapore. Doulas of Singapore is a registered nonprofit organization run by doulas who are professional birth workers certified with internationally renowned institutions on a voluntary basis. Today's topic is all about what is a doula, how they can help you, what do they do, and where can you find uh, doula services if you are looking for them. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Joanna Wagner with me. Thank you so much, Joanna, for being here. And I just wanted to talk really quickly about doulas, who they are, what they do, and, and all that joy, because you are the president of Doulas of Singapore. But so you would be the perfect person to tell us what exactly is the role of a doula? Um, okay. And what is their difference between a doula and a midwife, for example? Yeah, should be really easy to describe, is, uh, but it's not because really our role is defined by the client themselves. You know, not, uh, no, client, no two clients are alike. They all have different challenges throughout their pregnancies. They all have different wishes for their birth. So it is really defined by the client, but you can see us as sort of as trained professionals. We are birth professionals. We're not medically trained. So we don't do vaginal examinations. We don't uh, do any diagnoses either. Uh, but we have seen birth over and over and over again. We're familiar with the hospitals. We're familiar with the doctors. We know what the different protocols are. So we can help a client find an informed kind of choice to make the decisions that are right for them. And to us, it doesn't really matter, you know, if you want to hypnobirth or birth in a stream or hanging upside down from a tree or, uh, or want an epidural or want a scheduled cesarean. That's all fine by us, you know. Most of us are women, most of us are moms. So we've all had our own fair share of birth experiences, our personal experiences. And some of us have had all cesareans, some of us have birthed all naturally. You know, that shouldn't define what kind of birth suite support, because as I said earlier, you know, it's defined by the, by the client. So we are more your Sherpa, you know, okay. who knows the terrain. Uh, we can guide you through this journey. We can be with you there. We can hold your hand. We can be your cheerleader, you know, really push you beyond your boundaries um, so that you can do what you never knew um, you could, you know, you'll be capable of, of going 
surpassing going beyond your boundaries kind of can, thing. can you give an example about what is going beyond the boundaries like maybe just one case uh, on what how a doula could support that actually the birth that i just had in the night was a really interesting one i had a mom obviously i'm not going to name her name but she did our antenatal classes and she was I think one of the most anxious moms in the room. And when we watched, we show birth videos, obviously it was almost like, you know, pillow in front of my, no, 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 I don't want to see that. And it was quite difficult for her to, um, to, to watch even, you know, even though it was not her going through it. And what I found out is that this client had a mom who was super fearful about birth and was telling her all the horror stories. And she really said to me, oh, okay, no. No, okay, but that's crazy. You know, I want an epidural. Yeah. And I said, okay, you know, if you need an epidural, absolutely fine. That's not a problem at all. But you know, you'll be surprised what sort of strengths you have. And then actually this mom called me, she was laboring through the night, called me at sort of one o'clock in the morning and said, you know, I think it's time for you to pick us up. And, and I did. And I heard her in the car. She was almost, she was nearly pushing. When we arrived at the hospital, she was fully dilated and the baby was born, I think 30 minutes later. And so here, here's a mom who thinks I, I, I can't do this without pain relief. I, in fact, I'm not sure if I can do this um, at all. What did I get myself into? And yet she birthed beautifully without any pain relief. And um, it was a really empowering experience for her as well. Um, I don't want to say it wasn't painful. It uh, might also have been quite overwhelming, but we were there to cheer her on, you know, um, and say, you can do this. You're so close now. You know, you're nearly there. You're doing an amazing job. And when she says, I can't do it, I'm saying, oh, but, but you're doing it. You know, this is what you're doing. This is what it's all about. So we're, we're there to sort of um, cheer them along the way. And would, what kind of cheering in, in, do you do then in this process? Like, what does a doula actually do? in the in the delivery room maybe for example so again this can be so um different with every situation i have a huge bag you should see it i mean every <laughs> last night the nurse was carrying it for me i think she almost got a hernia from it <laughs> i've got a ton of things in there you know heat packs straw as something as simple as a straw honey sticks uh, to give them support, balls that they can squeeze or that I can massage with, reboso for certain techniques that we can use in labor. Sometimes all I do is sit in the corner and watch the couple do their thing, you know? They are really, it's a really organic kind of thing where the husband is really being super supportive. Sometimes he'll look at me really scared, deer in the head like, is, like, is that normal? And I say, yeah, this is a good sign. Or he might say, look, I, I need to give her some support in the back. What do I do? And then I show and then they do. And other times I'm really involved and, you know, um, doing it myself. The husband is in the corner watching the cricket and, you know, and I'm and the mom and I are doing our thing. Um, and then for some moms, it's just the guidance, the reassurance. You're doing the right thing. This is fine. For others, if they're, I don't know, hyperventilating, we say, okay, breathe with me slow down your breath, uh, you need to get oxygen to your baby, that kind of thing. And for some moms, I need to be quite firm and say, okay, you're in this situation now, this baby has to come out, look at me, we're going to do this together, that kind of thing. You know, it, it depends, everybody's different. So um, that, that's the beauty of the job as well, because it will be different every single time. It doesn't get boring, because we never know what labor is going to throw at us. And do you do any support, uh, support pre or post uh, the birth? Absolutely. So 
actually a lot of a lot of clients think the the doula is there to support me at birth but really i have some clients who who hire us quite early on like say sixth week of pregnancy or something like that wow. and we really they're all along the way they don't necessarily pay for that really they pay us for two prenatals two postnatals and attendance at birth but really we are there for all the journey so what kind of test should i be doing um i've got really bad pelvic girdle pain who is the best physio for me to see um I've got anemia. What do I do? I'm so tired. What am I feeling? Is that labor? Is it not labor? <laughs> you know, uh, all these things. So we're there all, all along the way. We help them find their voice as well, uh, making sure that they have all the information they need to make an informed choice. Um, and then after the birth, we're there to help them with anything that relates to baby care, uh, getting their pelvic floor back in shape, um, breastfeeding, obviously, um, healing postpartum. So sometimes the journey from one birth goes neatly into the next <laughs> as the mom, you know, weans the baby, baby goes into nursery and then they're pregnant with their second. So that's always beautiful to see, uh, to support them for multiple births. And yeah, so different all the time, but we are there to give information basically um, pre and postnatally as well. And how did you come across the notion of a doula? Like when, and then how did it lead you to like creating doulas of Singapore, for example? Yeah. So I, when I moved here 10 years ago, I think 10 years ago, I hadn't actually had a doula for my own births. So my, I have all the children. My eldest is 27. My youngest is six, uh, is 13. Um, and I had a very medicalized birth for my first 27 years ago, episiotomy, all this jazz. Um, my second, I wanted to be more empowered. I said, okay, I'm not going to lie on my back on a bed. That didn't work for me the first time. I want to do things differently. So I actually chose a birth center in the UK. And then for my third, feeling really empowered and knowing, you know, I can do this. I actually had a home birth with midwives and so wow. on. So, um, okay. There was never a, a reason for me to hire a doula. And I, I knew the name. I knew what it, what, that there was such a thing, but I didn't really know what their purpose was. And then I came here and I started, because my background is as a herbalist and naturopath. So I gave a lot of talks um, for different doula agencies um, or people, um, you know, um, companies doing antenatal classes on how to prepare naturally for labor, what sort of herbs could you take, what could help you kickstart labor, or how do you heal postpartum? And they said to me, wow, Johanna, you speak so many languages. We need doulas who can, you know, take care of our expats as well, because they don't like to be speaking French and Spanish and, and German, and I happen to speak these languages. And I said, okay, so what, what is this doula thing? You know, what do I have to do? And I started my training. And really, it's, it's, it's not a job. This is a vocation, I always say, because it's a job that you either love or hate. Not everybody wants to be called like, you know, last night, two o'clock in the morning. That's where most clients need you. Um, and not everybody wants to miss their children's birthday parties and things like that and be on call all the time and not be able to plan very well. But I loved it. I fell in love with it. It's such an, it's such a privilege to be with these moms in labor and with their partners. And it's not just a baby that is born. It's also a mom and a family, you know, that the dad is, uh, the, the father is becoming a, a, a dad, you know, and it's, it's such an empowering kind of moment. It's such a beautiful 
place to be with these um, these couples undergoing these transformations, and I really really love that. So yeah, I mean yeah that. I mean, I mean, it's so beautiful when you say that you actually get to see that moment where the woman becomes a mom and then the husband turns into a father for the first time. Like that is quite a defining moment that I think many people, it's very, it's a privilege to watch and witness something like that. Um, so, so when you, when you then came across it, like you went for training and that was 10 years ago and then how did it come to like creating Bumpwise and then, you know, how did you come to be the president of Doulas of Singapore, for example? Yeah, so Bumpwai started, I think Bumpwai started after Doulas of Singapore, I think. Um, when I started my training, they were already looking into, there were a number of independent doulas that were being told by the doctors and by the hospitals, you know, you need to sort of form an, a professional organization for hospitals and so on, and our profession to take you seriously. Um, and not just that, I think we needed to set um, standards. We had some issues with some hospitals where we had rogue doulas operating and presenting, you know, doing home births, which is not really, you know, the way they were, do they were not trained to, they were not trained midwives or anything like that. They're just doulas, so not medical professionals. They were supporting home births and then presenting uh, with, with issues at the, at the hospital. So the hospitals began answering questions, uh, uh, sorry, asking questions. And the same for the MOH, obviously. They're very aware of what's going on in this uh, sort of community. So we wanted to make sure that we're all above board, that we're all, that all the members that we have in Doulas of Singapore, of which we now have over 50, uh, that all of them undergo professional training with, with recognized organizations, um, that they all have the same sort of standards of practice and uh, that they know where their scope lies and that they are definitely 100% above board and not doing things that we shouldn't be doing, like, as I said earlier, diagnosing or you know, doing vaginal examinations or listening to baby's heartbeat, that's not our role, right? We're just there as a support person. So yeah, we, we established it. I think um, we've been meeting regularly since 2014. Officially, I think we were, um, I'd have to look back, 2015 or 2016 is when we officially registered as a society. So we're a non-profit organization. And what we do is, um, on the one hand, we um, are the missing link between the hospitals and the doulas. We make sure that we are aware of all, all the protocols, uh, that the hospitals are aware of us and um, allow for continued access. There's obviously grievance procedures and things like that in place as well. Um, but then we're also an organization that mentors and trains newer doulas. We don't necessarily train them, but we support them in their training. And we offer continued professional development. We meet every month at the moment via Zoom. Um, so we are aware of what's going on in the birth world and can exchange experiences and debrief and, and things like that. So it's become a really beautiful professional organization where we support each other. As and well. are there any restrictions to having a doula? Do any hospitals have this restriction that, oh, you can only have your partner or, or one other person with the mother and not the doula, for example? Yeah, so SGH is one of those hospitals, uh, Singapore General Hospital, and Mount Alvernia doesn't allow doulas. Um, all the other, uh, is the private hospitals, as well as KKH and NUH do allow doulas, and they're actually, most of them are actually quite happy to have us there, because we're a, um, when a doula is in the room, the nurses are often, they're they are often overworked, right? And they know, okay, we have, this client is in good hands, and the doula will call us if, if we need to come in. Um, 
So it's often a relationship that works quite well. At the moment with COVID, we're a little bit restricted. Right now, there's only one hospital where we can work and there's only, an, um, I think we have seven doulas who have, have access at the moment to Thompson. Um, that's just due to the you know, added safety precautions that they have to fulfill. Hopefully, in, at the very latest in, I don't know, September or hopefully August, all of us will be able to go to all the hospitals again. So, yeah. Okay, here's hoping. Um, but like in terms of, if, are there certain doctors, for example, that aren't very, I mean, I, I, have you come across this in Singapore where there are some doctors who are very for you and then there are some who are not very for you at all? Yes. So you will, yeah, definitely. It's good that you mentioned that. So some doctors, I think, um, are just not sure what our role is. I think they assume automatically that we are, they might think that we're midwives. Right. Um, they might not see where we fit in. They might think that we um, try and take over their role, although that's not even possible. But maybe that we tell the client certain things, certain options that they have. Um, we have heard one gynae say, um, well, I don't like doulas because then the clients who have doulas always ask too many questions. <laughs> so they're obviously aware of what they could have as a birth and they, they, they become more assertive, you know, they're more informed. They say, okay, well, I don't want an episiotomy because I don't think, you know, I, I think I'm going to heal uh, better if I don't have one. Uh, but not every doctor is used to working in that way. Not every doctor here practices or anywhere around the world practices evidence-based care necessarily. And Singapore especially is very medicalized. Yeah. So it's dependent on scheduling and, you know, the doctors just doing what is convenient for them. Unfortunately, there's really only just, uh, you know, you can find, f count them on the fingers of your two hands, those doctors who are truly pro-natural. And those see the benefits of a doula, you know, because they can be, we are with the client throughout their pregnancy, all the way through their labor. And the doctor comes in in the last 10, 15 minutes, right? So, yeah. So as you said, some of them are really, really open to us and really foster that relationship. And others are like on the fence. And I often, I love to go and see doctors new doctors and and tell them what we are all about and then um work with them for the first time and often change their minds about doulas because we are not interfering with what they do we're just there to support their client that's all yeah and for fathers who are going to be around like you mentioned it briefly but like what is the father's role when the doula is present i mean as you said you sometimes you guide them or you take over like what's happening because the father could just feel like well i'm just bystander <laughs> yeah um, a lot of times I like to say that I want to make the husband look good. Yeah. I think it, it, uh, there's a lot of weight on their shoulders. They see their partner who they dearly love, um, in what they perceive to be as unbearable pain. Um, and they, they might not be sure of, you know, is it, when is it time to go to the hospital? Is this normal that she's feeling that way? And they are feeling a little bit insecure about how they can support, uh, their partner. Right. So it's really to help them, give them the tools to make them look good in the, in the labor room. Um, if they want to play a role, you know, not every husband does want to play a role and often, and sometimes the moms feel more 
confident or more comfortable with a female presence than a male presence. But most of the time, our husbands are awesome in the delivery suites. I mean, they are really, they, they rock. But it's just about, you know, being able to interpret the signs and doing the right thing at the right time. And we can be there to show them and guide them and, and yeah, make them be a good birth partner, basically. So when should uh, parents consider hiring a doula? Like how far along? I mean, you mentioned earlier so six weeks, but really when should a person be uh, looking into hiring a doula? Yeah, I would say a good time is when you're in your, when you're well is in, established in your second trimester. You know, you know that that safety, that pregnancy is safe. Um, you are also in a very good place. Usually your morning sickness has a, a, a subsided and you are now looking at your options in terms of, you know, where could I do antenatal classes? Uh, what, how else can I prepare? So the doula can be a good guide in that, in that period as well. You can call me on the day of the labor, like that has happened before, <laughs> but that's often then we might not be available, obviously. Yeah. So um, some uh, times of the year are more popular than others. So we know that a lot of, we have a lot of births always in September. Those are the babies that were conceived Christmas and New Year's. And then there's another big rush in November, all the Valentine's Day babies. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously you might have a crunch time at Christmas and, and in the summer holidays when lots of us travel, not this year, unfortunately, but maybe next time again. Um, so it's never too early. Um, but if you leave it till too late, you might be a little bit more limited in your options because right. there's many doulas available. Right. And, and in terms of selecting the right doula for the mom, like what are the best questions a mom should be considering to ask when they're looking for their doula? The questions I usually get is, you know, how many births have you done? Um, have you worked at my hospital? Have you worked with my doctor? I'll say something though. I really don't think that having done 200 and I don't know how many births I've, I've done is going to make me a better doula than someone who has only done 10 necessarily, because I think, you know, these, these younger doulas, they're really, you know, full on there. They're, they're, they're often, they, they may not have as many clients as, as the more experienced doulas do. Um, and even if a, a doula hasn't had her own baby, she might still be a really good support for you. You know, she's because, it, yeah, we're there to support is all we do, really. Um, sorry, I've completely gone off track. Uh, and I don't know what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> what are oh, the questions? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So, I mean, definitely it, I, I, it helps if your doula was, um, is familiar with the doctor that you were with. Um, because then they will know their protocols and the sort of things that they get hung up on and, and the way they usually work. Um, you may want to ask them if they have different qualifications, what sort of training they've done over and above their doula training. Some of us, um, you know, really experienced massage therapists and they can help you with that in labor. Others have a lot of experience with water birth, for example. So you may want to ask that question if that's what you're planning. Some of us are herbalists, naturopaths, yoga teachers, chiropractors. So many of us have a variety of tools in their toolbox. And it's, it's not a bad idea to ask what sort of things that a doula can offer uh, mm. them as okay. well. But ultimately, it's really a lot about the chemistry in the mm. room. You know, I feel comfortable with this person because we may be stuck with a client for 30 hours in their labor. You yeah, know, <laughs> but I like them at least. <laughs> Some might be quite fast and that's, and that can be challenging too. 
but you might you need really need to feel comfortable with the person that is going to be with you in labor and the husband should feel comfortable with them too uh, if they are going to play an active role so yeah i don't have a set uh number of, of questions, questions. <laughs> i mean what so what do you in terms of one of the last few questions but like what services do you provide as a doula post the birth then yeah Again, all of us work differently because we all work independently and because we have different kinds of trainings. What I usually do is postnatally in the hospital, I make them aware of what to expect. Um, so what sort of tests will they be asking for? How often should I feed my baby? How many peas, how many poos, that kind of thing, what to watch out for in the hospital. Um, but then postnatally, when I see them at home, we talk more about postpartum healing you know, any stitches that you might have had or a C-section uh, scar, how do I take care of that? Typical, uh, you know, sort of the, the most simple lifestyle kind of um, tips as how do I get up and out of bed to protect my scar, to make sure that I don't get too much of a gap in, in the front, you know, the diastases mm -hmm. and so on. Um, I do a lot of pelvic floor training with my clients as well because I really want them to start almost the day after birth to be aware of their pelvic floor again and to do some strengthening exercises in that area. Um, what else do we do? Breastfeeding support, obviously. You know, how often do you feed them? I have inverted nipples. What can I do? Um, and then, obviously, I'm not an, a lactation consultant. So the more complex cases, we will then refer to a, an IBCLC or other colleagues who are more have more training in, in breastfeeding. Uh, but it's also baby care. Sometimes with my first uh, time parents, I do the first bath. Mm. We talk about umbilical care, dry skin. Is that normal? Um, what can I do for sore nipples? Uh, I've got a lot of back pain. What can I do? So those sorts of things, because we've seen it a million times. Well, not a million times, but you know, <laughs> because we see it all the time. We know, okay, this might be carpal tunnel. Go see a physio and here are the contacts and connecting you with making sure that you have the support ne network that you need postnatally as well. Okay, that's great. And in terms of like, with being a doula and also with Bumpwise, what is like the shift that you wanna create with the work that you do? That is a really good question. Um, I think I want to see moms, I, I want to make sure that moms feel that they're being listened to, you know? I think, you know, we hear a lot about birth trauma at the moment, and I honestly think it doesn't, the, the kind of birth experience that you had in terms of what kind of birth you had does almost doesn't matter. Yeah, you can have a really, um, you know, a, a completely natural birth that went, went really fast, and you felt that you weren't being heard or you were, you know, being forced to be on a bed or whatever it is, then you might have the mom who has, whose birth, who has a really, you know, difficult birth that ends up in a C-section. And yet she feels quite happy with the outcome because she feels that she has made the choices along the way, that she was in control of her birth experience. I think I learned from my own birth experience because my first one was very much very managed. And I felt that I didn't have a say. I felt yeah. like, a, a, an animal on a on a I don't know on a butcher's block or something and and I I really I, I felt that things were being done to me I was being railroaded into things and I don't ever want a mom to feel like that so it's important that we listen to her and what is important to her 
and then um, help her get the birth experience that she wants. So we're not making the choices for them, but we have all the info that they need for them to make the right choice that, that helps them. So that is a very important part of my job, I think, because we are, a mom is in a, in a crucial kind of, um, in a crucial time of change in her life where now she's not just making choices for herself yeah? yeah she has this thing growing in her that beautiful baby and she needs to consider in everything that she does and in every at every crossroads where she's at to not only think you know do i co feel comfortable with with that decision but also what does it do to my baby mm -hmm. and is best am i is this the best solution for my baby as well so creating that shift in her own mindset is a is a, is a really important one you know mm. to help find her voice but to also think about the consequences for herself and for the baby and how that might affect the bonding the breastfeeding you know and the the rest of their of their journey together i i almost wish that i had come across the idea of a doula before i had mine because because i've had previous injuries. I remember talking to my doctor going, oh, I don't think I want to be giving birth uh, with lying down because I have, you know, a pelvis that keeps shifting out. I have a herniated L5 in my back. I have knee problems. So I think I'd like to try a different position, maybe like sitting or something. And she was just like, oh, um, no, I don't, I don't do that. And I was like, <laughs> All right, well, it's too late to change the doctor really right now. So I think I'll just go ahead with this because I don't know if I have the energy to go looking for one. But yeah. I really wish in a way I had someone who was going to be there. Um, and, and, you know, like uh, to, to, I think, reassure because obviously things like, you know, there was for me, there was my fetal heartbeat irregularity because the cord was wrapped around her neck. And, you know, I think the family was just going crazy. So my husband and I were just like, managing our own emotions and our whole family where they were like, Oh, what are you doing? Aren't you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. And you have literally no one else that you can talk to. So I feel like a doula is almost replace, replace the elder of the family of that village. Right. In a way. It, that is so true. And in many ways we do, because we have a lot of expat clients as well who don't have the family mm -hmm. around them. And some of them don't even have many friends who are in the same kind of situation and have, even birth in the same kind of situation but even for the local clients i find i get a lot of local clients and a lot of them say well you know my mom is saying this but i'm not really sure i'm i agree with that it might be it might have been right for your mom absolutely but that doesn't mean that you need to go down that same road right exactly you need to make choices that are right for you and for your husband as well and you you are creating this beautiful family and you're able and um and allowed to make your own choices right so yeah absolutely i think um so in terms of like where can they find doulas um is is it is there a website like can you tell about your your particular organization your services but also if not you but where else can they find doulas here in singapore yeah so i would encourage them to go to our website www.doulasofsingapore.com and there's a find the doula page. And so what you need to know is uh, some of them are certified and it says that, so a certified section and the trainee section. The trainees, by the way, would be, you know, really um, happy as well if you gave them a chance, you know, and often they offer their services a little bit more cheaply than the more uh, experienced ones. But yeah, certified, non-certified, and then they all list their own independent websites where you can read up more about this, this person. 
as well. So some of us have our own companies, some of us work on our own. It, it's really, it depends. Um, so just reach out to a few of them and, and ask them all your questions and then see who you click with um, is what I could uh, suggest. Uh, generally speaking, for a first baby, most of us will do two, two to three prenatal appointments and two to three postnatal appointments, uh, and then obviously attendance at birth. Um, so yeah, we all work in a, a little bit differently. So just talking to them, you'll find out who who is the right fit. I would say um, certain some. So not every doula is um, registered at all the hospitals. So that's a question you need to ask as well. And then obviously you want to ask your gynae, your obstetrician, mm. whether they are happy for you to have doula support. Yeah. Um, if they're not, I often say to my clients, you know, I haven't worked with your doctor before. If they want to meet me beforehand, I'm more than happy to go and speak to them or come along to an antenatal appointment. And then, you know, they can ask me all the questions and I can reassure them that I'm not going to interfere with the work that they're doing, but that I'm just there, you know, to support their client. And yeah, so hopefully we'll find a few new doctors as well who will be willing to to have to support in the room as well. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I, I really hope so that um, this could be because I think I, it, it, I think traditionally, I mean, I, do you know the history of doulas, like where it came about at all? The doulas have been around all the time, I think, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, cavemen even would have had one one wise woman in the tribe who was dealing with all the pregnancies and the, all, the, all the births, you know, that was learning by doing more than anything or a skill that was being passed on to from generation to generation. The term doula means woman who serves. So we are literally servants. We're doing whatever you need us to do to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> that's, the, that's the official definition of the, of the name. So um, it, it's interesting as well that doulas are not a commonplace thing in all countries around the world. Um, it's a very popular sort of, a, a very popular profession in the, in the UK, in the US. There's a lot of people who need that. I think any system that is very medicalized, you will have more doulas working with, with clients because they want to be protective of their own space and, you know, not, as I said earlier, railroaded into, into certain things. Um, countries where you have midwifery-led care, uh, you find less doulas, I find. But it's becoming a more popular profession all over the world because, unfortunately, birth is becoming more and more medicalized um, around the world as well. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you can find something similar to a doula in Kazakhstan as well, in Mongolia and in Timbuktu or, you know, wherever. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I think it's a profession that's probably been there for millennia, honestly, uh, just exactly. given a different term, really. But yes, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. I think it's been really helpful for our viewers to know what a doula does. And as Joanna said, you know, go to doulasofsingapore.com, uh, check out all the doulas there, give some trainees a chance as well, because they also need to be doulas, you know, full functioning doulas at some point. So if they've been trained, I'm sure you're in safe hands. And thank you so much again for, for coming on and sharing this information. It was a pleasure, Shubra. Thank you.